guys, welcome back to the Gorfanians podcast. I am Hiral Mehta, your host and the creator of the podcast as well as the owner of House of Hiral, a brand that sells lifestyle products. For today's episode, we have Rajni Ranjni Ayangar, an internationally acclaimed wedding designer, illustrator who has founded Pink Whistle Man a boutique wedding invitation studio that has won 10 awards in the last 5 years for extremely creative boutique wedding invitations a civil engineer who's dabbled in software engineering marketing and consulting she finally found her creative outlet through her company pink whistle man the main objective is to ensure that each invite is one for the keeps and not discarded post reset so i am going to be adding ranjini to the live thank you so much uh, kaveri uh, vig i'm sorry uh, if i could pronounce your name right so i'm going to be adding ranjini now guys Give me a moment. She is still taking time. Yeah, she is here. Ranjini is right here. Wave. Hi, Ranjini. ग्रेट I've known you as a great artist so for you to invite me is is an honor for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah someone says uh, someone saying hi ranjini lovely seeing you here that's uh, sushan sushantika sushantika sorry if i hi, must have pronounced your name wrong. <laughs> great hi, i think um, yeah i think we'll start with our questions now. Yeah, I hope that. Just oh, yeah, just my camera. Great. Yes. Not used to live. <laughs> I can totally understand. <laughs> I can see one Then... troll, a friend of mine. One troll is here. Ha. Great. So I'm going to start asking you questions. Sure. Yeah. So um, my first question to you, Ranjini, is. Where do you draw inspiration from for each project and connect it with your clients? So this is uh, there's no straight answer to this. Every client is like you know, like those final exams. You get that tension, that pit in your stomach before you start. Yes. So yes, I yes. go through that process every time. So I wish I had like a fixed, uh, you know, answer to this or a process. but i think roughly if i have to say uh, like how i go about coming up with an idea i think I, if i had to like you know describe a person as a product i would try and see what i can add what are the words i can add to sort of distill them down and make them 
um, if I have to identify them as a product because like the words associated with a wedding are so abstract, right? Like everyone has a love story. Everyone has a, uh, it's all very abstract feeling oriented sort of thing. So true, how true. do I make that tangible and how do I sort of bring that down into like one product or a video or an element? I think um, I try to write down words that are associated with them. And I think I've spoken about this earlier also. Like I have this uh, sort of a basic Venn diagram structure where I write down like styles. Everyone has a style, right? Like someone could like yes. vintage, someone could write very minimalistic, someone could like very colorful stuff. So that I would categorize a style. And then when I look at say maybe a um, uh, theme, the theme could be a combination of several things. A theme could be true. Uh, the the things people they like the their story the locations their uh, their history their cultural backgrounds and then bifurcate their cultural backgrounds into different segments and then do like a combination like cross mapping and come come up to like one maybe one solid idea and where these wow. where everything meets i think is where like an invite usually forms interesting that's really interesting wow very interesting. So I think different clients also have different kind of themes which they would be looking for eventually. Yeah. And some of them I mean, come with a very clear mindset of how, how they want it. I mean, true. more than how they want it, about what they want to highlight at least with the um, card. But even that, I feel like we always start off with something. Like I remember this one couple, had they wanted a purple cow mascot in their wedding card. Like that was the brief that was given to me in the beginning but it ended up with a very different product we ended up doing like a whole art history themed wedding invite for them so wow uh, the purple cow mascot was just uh, I was okay to use that somewhere in the wedding but not as the main you know like the core concept of uh, the invite so wow. I think but again it's like a process that takes weeks to get there it starts off with something that's very uh, maybe like, so there's this other exercise I do with my clients sometimes. So okay. say if I have to take like one word, say yes. I have to take uh, a frame or I have to take Paris or I have to take West Bengal. What are all the words that I associate with that place? So with West Bengal, like the, like say Kaligat, uh, Baluchari, uh, Letters of Tagore, Rabindranath Tagore, like, you know, various things. And then say someone is from um, New York, we try and write down all the words, like not the most prominent ones, but the subtler ones that is more um, uh, local and that's more flavorful of the place. And then try and bring out the art form from that rather than say, you know, otherwise like the obvious way to look at like two places is just maybe the, uh, the outline of that place or something very um, on the surface. Yeah, that's one wow. method. That's really interesting. I think someone said I learned this method from one of my colleagues and I was blown away. It's really useful. Very oh, interesting. Okay, I didn't know this was a method. It's just something I... Like, the, the reason I realized I had to start um, going backwards because I honestly don't have a method. I don't come from a background where I've learned any of this. So these are things that uh, after I've done them repeatedly, I try to backtrack and see what the method is actually and this is usually what I've wow. ended up using. 
that's very interesting i think uh, that's a very interesting method someone asked me if this video will be recorded yes this video will be recorded it will be at this space um, on instagram for few days after which you will be able to see it in in our youtube channel and spotify channel both so uh my next question uh, to you ranjini is that how do you promote sustainability in your art so um one is i think with the current situation most of it is e invites and digital so i'm glad we're moving away from the you know the i was when i started this i wasn't thinking of doing something sustainable or it wasn't something that i consciously started but i knew i wanted to make something that people don't throw away you know otherwise you may you're putting so much effort into it the clients are spending so True. much on it and then to just have it thrown away is uh, like it's sad for both of us so that's the reason i started trying to make each of it into a product but along the way i realized there's so much more to you know um, what you can do with invites and the 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 brides and grooms i've worked with fortunately are very open to ideas and they're open to me coming up with stuff that they can sort of uh, reuse and um, another thing with sustainability i realized is you it it's it's mainly the idea right and then it it's yeah. more of a it's more of something that they can keep or not and um, yeah, like it wasn't like i said it wasn't like a planned decision but it's it's something that happened along the way and um then i started discovering various like papers like paper made out of um animal dung and stuff like that but it takes a lot of courage for a client to say that they'll use that for a wedding wow so, um that's something i really like and also i think the fact that i don't have a big manufacturing unit or i can't make those very opulent cards i think that has worked yes. to my advantage because um even if someone wants that i can't make it so like i don't have a stock of boxes or i don't have a stock of like different things that i can just give them so i would rather wow. work on a concept that if if i'm doing a box it has to make sense to the idea if i'm otherwise i don't just take box invites where it's just a container because uh, there are people who do that really well and i that's not my strength so the that's an other reason i don't take that direction at all wow and i had also seen that one of your cards um, you know uh, there were seeds inside the paper and you mm -hmm. can plant it yeah you, you had uh, collaborated or you had uh, done some cards which has that yeah so that was something i done a while ago but now i think that's become a very popular concept also like seed yes. papers are available um but the only limitation with seed papers again is the kind of printing you can do with it like there is mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um only like a screen print sort of method that you can use on it or maybe um letter press or something but you can't okay. digitally print on it unless like it's paper Ooh. thin and you know the gsm is really less so people who are interested in that go with seed papers seed but papers. i i personally really like seed papers but i feel like sustainability doesn't have to be limited to a paper only that. that yes like this toolbox invite i did that was completely re refurbished so everything was from a garage we used junk we used metal we used wow. like old foam bike chains and all of that to make it i think i should be working yeah. with you one of the days <laughs> oh yeah i love what you did with yeah. your channel yeah <laughs> thank you thank you so much uh i think a lot of people are asking questions um, i think pratik has asked how do you keep yourself motivated after having an insanely beautiful busy schedule 
when your clients are on your back you have to be you are motivated <laughs> automatically i don't think it's something i do very uh, uh, but i think when i felt like i was genuinely doing this um, out of motivation i think was last lockdown when things were slow Uh, yes i started learning how to animate for the first time and i did that for a music wow. video of mine and yes. i didn't do that consciously thinking it's going to help me this year but i just did that because i wanted to learn to animate my own music video so wow. um i would say that was motivating for me because it, like i had my own personal agenda there but this year that worked out really well because everyone wants animated invites everyone wants like a short film and true so i think um, someone said yeah. um, uh, i'm sorry if i must have not pronounced the name right um akana kashin ride sign akanksha negi akanksha negi oh i'm so sorry akanksha akanksha negi design so akanksha negi design so sorry akanksha i'm really sorry so akanksha has said agreed people don't choose paper made out of waste recycled reason wedding is sacred and they'll be giving the card to god first so they don't want to use recycled paper yes that's very true yeah. <laughs> that's what i have seen with my clients so i agree with ranjini that's well said uh, ranjini well said i think a lot of people are asking questions um, i would request you all to please ask the questions at the end because i already have a set of questions which i'm going to be asking ranjini first which we are going to be taking um, all the questions so um what is your developmental process how do you start and get to where you want to be with your work designs so uh, like i said there's no process but i think first is panic that's how i start and then <laughs> that's how it builds from there and then um, I, but i i i also tell my clients i set this expectation saying the first draft is not something you like you know if you're expecting to fall in love with the first draft it never happens unless you're going with something that's existing and then you say you know exactly what you're going to get true but with this it's it's like an evolving process i have to send it to them they have to give me because everyone's taste is so different like the first two days just goes in trying to figure out both our working styles and you know how we can sort of meet um midway go mid yes yeah and then uh, like sometimes i think the idea clicks immediately you know like sometimes you wake up at like 5:30 in the morning and you're like i want to do this and you're so excited and the cl- if the clients on board then you're th- then it's very quickly the ex- execution i've noticed is always very quick once the idea falls in place because you're working with a blank canvas you don't know what's going where and everything but um, so recently i was really really excited about this one idea but um, the clients weren't like completely on board with it so it took me like i had to backtrack a little bit because i was like you know fixated on it and i still want to use it at some point but then again i pulled out words from the brief like i make them write words that uh, on sure. the whatsapp group that we create just random words things that they like it could be brands they like it could be clothes food um anything nothing related to invites at all uh because the minute i look at an invite reference then you're closing your avenues so i ask them for re- references like say maybe their travel pictures or like their food pictures their clothes their brands like something like uh, floral pr- yeah so then 
i think it gives like a little direction in what they what they like and then once the idea comes then it's just a matter of putting the two together like the idea in this time so, wow that is roughly the process but every client is different i am still learning every time it's like a brand new blank canvas and uh, every person is different right like some of them come with a very open mind saying you do whatever you want but i don't want to I I I want something that no one's seen before. A uh, few of them come with I I think what I struggle with is minimalism because I'm very extra. So yeah. my natural <laughs> thing is to keep no, adding stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. But when someone comes with a very minimalistic taste, that is a very like restrained process which uh, I think for me is most challenging at least. Wow, I think that's quite interesting. uh challenging but still very interesting i'm sure that uh, you know a lot of clients have so many they must be keeping on changing the designs or they must be doing a lot of samples or you must be making a lot of samples together yeah yeah there's a lot of back and forth um this is one thing i don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing but i don't put a limit on my iterations i don't say i'm going to do only two iterations seven iterations or anything because uh, i'm quite obsessive myself so um i don't put that iteration sometimes it can be exhausting because you're spending a lot of effort uh, and time on just one project but yes. it's also very rewarding because the the end result is to also have something that both of us are really happy with right not just something true. you're just doing uh, doing it for a it's not a one time thing so you yes. want to make sure true, it's perfect true. yeah yeah something which touches their heart the client heart yeah. eventually yeah yes Okay great so i'll go uh, to my next question then my next question is you mostly work on wedding invitations of course and similar uh, concept i mean not similar concepts but different concepts ideations for different clients is there a reason you are drawn to this particular area of uh, wedding invitations i think the reason I eventually gravitated to so when I started Pink Pistolman I had this whole life cycle I said I'll do everything from your uh, logos to branding to baby shower invites to everything like it started off with that and uh, because you're very excited right like this there's something True. new and you want to put your uh, hands everywhere everywhere the, yes yeah but I think as it evolved I was just I think I gravitated more towards weddings one because it's fast paced like you have very True. clear timelines every client wants something different uh the budgets yeah. are there with weddings so like say if i have to translate my illustrations of wedding uh, like my illustrations into say like a book or a you know children's book or something like that it's a more yes. long term commitment but with yeah. weddings the pace is a lot quicker i think what attracts me uh, attracted me to weddings was the pace definitely and the openness of uh clients and clients. people are really willing to experiment because even if it's a birthday it's not a one like every year is a birthday you still want to do something for another something, birthday yes but, but wedding is more of a one time just thing. happens once yes yeah true true <laughs> someone said uh, br walia she says that's very good when you give unlimited options shows your dedication i think that's very true <laughs> ranjini it shows your dedication thank you <laughs> thank you <laughs> yes um okay that's amazing so i'll go to my next question uh how do you bring the element of uniqueness to each project how do you bring yeah. out the uniqueness of it 
um i think it's it's always it depends on the chemistry with that client it it lies from the yeah so um it, like even for me i like if if i get orders where you know people ask me for an old project and say what's the price for this and like my uh, enthusiasm to work on that is far lesser although i know that that's a quicker process like as a business if i had to think as a business person that would have been yeah. ideal for me to churn out it's easier to get out volume and you know uh True. take in the money but yeah. um, that doesn't excite me somehow so i like it when someone comes to me saying no they're willing to try something that's not been done yeah. for my portfolio yes. uh because the minute i like i hear keywords like i want a royal card like somewhere i think i i feel a little like i don't that's not my style like i don't want to uh, take up that project so but the minute like i, I you sense the vibes from the client where they're willing to expand yes. so the, with the toolbox which is like by far uh, my favorite uh, process uh, i have a lot of favorite invitations but i think the process wise i like this the most because they were okay, they were open to anything and okay with just about anything they said if my cli- the clients were okay to use like grunge old metal which is not very common for you know um, a wedding card and uh, it was a high profile wedding so i i didn't expect them to say you know okay we'll use like a junk steel box as a uh, wedding card so that to me was like wow. that's an ideal client to me i would say wow that's quite interesting i think uh, that's what shows your creative streak and your artist i mean the artist who you are <laughs> and i think uh, that's quite interesting i think that's what pulls uh, a lot of people to you with your creativity so i think well said very beautiful <laughs> yeah so my next question is do you um, as you said that you are a self taught artist so uh, do you find any difference between self taught and an artist who has studied from a university so um i didn't so when i started off like i said i had no expectations i had no fear of failure i had nothing because it was something that started off as a uh, side i wouldn't even say side hustle it was more of a hobby uh, i could do it for my friends i like it was stuff i could experiment like i had this friend who was who was very like um uh what do i say like i made like this criminal file invite for him yeah and i don't think anyone else would have taken it but i could do all of that because they were my friends and you know it was like a fun sort of thing that um uh, i started off doing so i had no pressure on myself where where i felt like oh i'll be letting down my education system if i don't do well in this because there yeah. was nothing to really feel bad about uh that way it was an advantage but as for like for 3 to 4 years i think i continued doing that but then somewhere i didn't i wasn't like confident to take it to the next level like if someone okay. wanted like a very complicated uh painting or something i could paint but i couldn't i didn't know how to use the tools to do it uh digitally i used sure. photoshop sure. and illustrator and used that pen tool slowly and for the longest time i think i was doing a very uh you know how you hold your nose like this so i think i was doing yes. a very long process rather than holding your nose like this and finding like easier ways to do it yes um, yes but also in a way that didn't limit the way i would approach things like i would do it in a yeah. way that felt right to me so because i wasn't 
uh, like i didn't know that if this font should go with this or uh, you know what type should go with what color and i had no such background so there were, that way it was not mm-hmm. limiting so, yeah. which was very um, rewarding in terms of the way i could use bring out concept then i did like a three month residency program uh, in new york okay. to learn illustration yes but i realized oh, it was not a program where they taught illustration it was just something where there were existing illustrators who came together and worked on projects that's when i saw such a huge gap w- between me and them because they were all really really good illustrators who were who mm-hmm. had like defined mm-hmm. styles and everything and i oh. didn't even know design and illustration were two different things until i went to that so interesting uh, for me i had to put in like 10 times more work and um, in, in a way uh, because i had to catch up and i didn't have a style yes. i i would work harder to sort of work, figure something out and it yes. i still wouldn't say i have a style but in the field that i've chosen i think that's perfect because the minute i'm stuck to a style i can't then yes. i won't be fluid enough to change that with every client True, so true. that has worked out in my advantage again so yes. also what i realized is every artist or every designer has like a strength and weakness sort of uh, you know yes. like if you do yes. a swot analysis everyone has that so yes. in my case i realized my strength was my concepts so instead of feeling like my constant lack of knowledge in terms of what a design school could offer i just pushed myself in terms of how much more i can expand my concepts and how much more i could bring in the level of illustration i know and the more you keep doing it you wow your work you keeps evolving more. yeah evolving um, yes yes yeah maybe like a you know seasoned illustrator might see it and say that she doesn't have a style but uh, i think for this profession that's perfectly okay because your clients don't come looking only for one style they want true. they they want you to reinvent every time you're making something true. for them true true Oh, yeah. I think uh, I totally agree with you because uh, you know eventually um art is so subjective that that's something which is not supposed to be defined and yeah. with the varied concepts which you have I was in love with your sufi art you know oh, with the way you. the person you know having the hand and you know going round and round it was you know visually when you see that it's so beautiful So I think having different concept shows different genres which you have. Yeah. And I think um that's the most beautiful thing because eventually they also say right that in any business if you're not going to be innovative enough I yeah. think people like innovation people like to see new things and I think you have just that. So um I don't think uh, as you said as uh, that you know we should not stick to the definition bit of it and we should yeah. you know go fluid we should be more subjective when it comes to art because that's the beauty and that's the you know the feeling of it yeah so i totally agree i think a lot of people are uh, liking uh, about now your different concepts i'm sure a lot of people <laughs> are fan i see a lot of comments with that thank you yeah someone asked um art himana art himana she's asked hi designing invitations is that your full time work it is it is more than a full time job i think it's <laughs> like it's uh, i would say during season time it's 20 hours of work with no exaggeration so wow. it is uh, more than a full time job more than <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally totally understandable and no weekends yeah. 
uh, I think the one break you get, and because now because weddings are so global, um, yes, and since things have gone digital and like people find you across the globe, it's uh, yes. There's no break unless you decide to say, okay, I'm taking this one month or two months off. There's oh, no God. break. Like there's no weekends. There's nothing. So. Oh my it's, god, that uh, must be crazy. I think it is. There are times I really I miss it, but then when I get overwhelmed, I also uh, want to tear my hair out and think of like I start thinking <laughs> of other professions to move to. Yeah. You know, with the back ache and you know, with the yeah, headache, your eyes with the stress. Eyes, oh god, god. eyes gone. Yeah. Oh god, I think my right hand has been aching for a while now. <laughs> totally relatable totally understandable yeah. so uh my next question um do you think okay so i think we have already spoken about it but we can speak more do you think it is important to have a genre as an artist again it depends on a field like if i had to be a children's book illustrator i would have definitely needed a style because that same character has to be consistent throughout the book with my True. kind of skill set there i would uh, like i i don't think i would have been able to get even like two pages out or three pages out but uh, for for me in this because i'm able to try different styles and like um i i think if i have to define my style i would just say it's ideation that that would be my style like what comes with that ideation is is a product on its own like say i'm working True. on something that's uh, vedic based like i'm working on a project now mm-hmm. uh, automatically my style turns into a more miniature style and the minute i'm working yeah. on another concept where um, it's about a medical professional my style is more clean it's lines it's geometric and my style changes there completely so my style is completely derived from the concept it's not the other way around but again having a, a specific style is definitely very advantages in different 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 uh, you know like uh, lines of work that you choose i think true. yeah because true. i i think this is where an illustrator and a, def- a designer would d- uh, differ right like an illustrator true. you go to them for their style and you say you want exactly what they already have but a yes. designer you have to be more uh, will- willing to experiment a little more so this crossover is true well i think which i like you know some people don't want to make the iterations and go through that process of um it, it because it's not easy being a complete designer I, sometimes i also go through this maybe i should just make these products into merchandise and just sell them someone wants it they take it they don't want it they don't take it but true then yeah it's a very personal choice eventually great someone said what a brilliant statement my favorite is your science in white Kaveri uh, Vidh has said that. I'm sure. Oh. I mean, uh, I had also heard you had made an invite out of X-ray sheets, something like that. Yeah, yeah, X-ray sheets. Yeah, that's so, so interesting. So I called it MRI, uh, marriage reception invite. Wow. So it started oh, off wow. with. <laughs> yeah. So the X-ray came later. I just knew I wanted to use MRI because it was marriage reception invite, and yes. then I worked backwards and tried to figure out how to like integrate it into an X-ray. how did you how did you do it so um this client was a, a radiologist so yes. but the funny part is the first thing i didn't think of was an x-ray the first thing i was thinking of was like you know test tubes and colors and i, I and i go into a lot of detail i speak to doctors 
I go to like uh, labs and I see these things yes. and I try to learn as much as possible with fields that I don't know, especially. Uh, yes. And then I try to see wow. how I can correlate that to a wedding somehow. But sometimes the most obvious obvious things that are staring you in your face are things I probably might overlook in the beginning and find towards the um, end. Yeah. Wow. That's so that's actually gaining more knowledge from different genres as well. I think that's the yeah. most interesting. Uh... Yeah. Yes. Yes. Like the uh, um, medical invite I just did now. It's like a whole folder with different. Uh, like by far, it's I think one of the most exciting, at least in the last two years. After the toolbox, this is something that I was really. Because it went like into a lot of details. Like I had to learn about H and E stains. I had to learn about uh, like how audiographies are done, and you know, and also try and see that it's not very blatantly used in a wedding context. It has to be very subtly woven in. So the the puns, the wordplay, the uh, bringing all of that together. Uh, I think that's very very wow. interesting to like sort of do that. And then there was a cricket invite that I did. Again, cricket I blanked out. I I didn't know anything other than just say. Bowling and batting and some wicketkeeper or something like Interesting. that. Interesting. But to understand the whole uh, glossary and like what the shots are and what um, you know what that cricketer was known for and those things I had to do get into the depths of it. Watch a lot of matches. So uh, yeah, I like to drill deep into a subject that I wow. like what I work on. That's very interesting. Okay, I think the voice is echoing a bit. Uh, One second, my earphones uh, are running out of charge. Can you hear me now? Yes, I can hear you now. Yes. I'm so sorry. This is going to be a part of the podcast as well. Yes. No, no. So no. someone, someone has said, "Why am I already married? I wish I knew you when I was getting married." <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, that's amazing. The medical invites were super. Was super. Okay, that's amazing. I think I have to see a lot more invites. I've seen your recent wedding invites, but not these. So I think I am done with my questions. Does anyone have any questions for Ranjini? I see a lot of people engaged in this live. <laughs> that's so nice. Hi, Murphy Studio. Rolex cards. It's so nice to see people from the industry. It's really like gratifying to see them. Yeah, the and all Rolex cards themselves, huh? Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. Interesting. So Rolex card has said the cassette invite for something different. I'm sure I've seen that invite for something very different. It was very interesting. Yeah, the cassette one was uh, something I like too. But again, like the start. If you see my initial drafts, they looked terrible. Like. Again, it's so, it's so funny because the most obvious things are the last things you see. You know, um, like even the cassette invite was something that didn't occur until I think after two weeks of working on that uh, the whole invite. I was thinking of very complicated symphony notes and this and that when I wanted to work True. on a music theme, and the most like basic obvious ones yeah. come only towards like the uh, fag end. Like even my sewing box invite, I remember starting off with. uh but do i want to go through the whole how fabric is made like the weaving process yes. step 1 step 2 like from the cotton weaving and i went through like unnecessary research when like the 
idea itself was a very simple sewing box with embroidery rings so to arrive at that sometimes it like i said i sometimes think i go this way and touch my nose rather than this way <laughs> <laughs> so yeah someone asked a question how do you handle the planners biggest struggle is to handle the planners and customers <laughs> <laughs> so earlier i was a consultant with this uh, company called skillsoft uh, where um, where there were sales guys and i was a consultant and this i think there's always been a mismatch right like the sales guys would oversell and the consultants are the one doing the job and you're uh, you like you're caught off guard when the clients are expecting you to do something like weave magic overnight or something like that so i think this is this is not just with this industry in any industry i think the uh, sales guys and the execution guys always have um it's it's a challenge to meet halfway so i i think one thing i do is i like i try to tell them that i need to do a call with the client to set my expectations because and and i've struggled with this like there are times where i've uh, cried and cried and worked like i'll be howling and sitting and working because you don't know what to do and you're working in isolation most of the time you uh, it's not like you have a team to fall back on you don't have like you know someone to um, if something goes wrong you are responsible um True. like there's literally no you know cushioning effect here and uh, since it's a wedding everyone's already high strung uh, so but i think with time i'm also learning to be a little assertive and say okay this is how much i can take this is it's still not a skill that i've fully developed i'm trying to work on it True. um and but i think one really important thing is to set expectations with the clients and say you know what is possible and what is not possible because it's a creative process sometimes they're like okay give me i need to fill up my excel sheet give me exact timelines i can't give you exact timelines my idea might click today my idea might take like another week or two so True. then how do you like um, you know <laughs> i don't think any anyone will have the answer for this but you just figure it out along the way figure and, it uh, out there are times that it really works there are times that uh, you have to cry and work that's all i think <laughs> that's yeah, yeah. this this reminds me of a client who i was uh, ideating a design for one full year and then the canvases went out a range of canvases <laughs> went out later yeah it's crazy it's not it's crazy. planners the same right yeah i agree no there are a lot of planners who are really uh, understanding of this also i'm not saying they aren't they definitely are yeah but yeah. but i also get where their pressure is coming from like like i said this is a high strung environment everyone is high strung like the family is the family is putting pressure like so no one's dealing from a place of uh, yeah we have time we can chill and do this is not the industry for you know uh, there's no time to chill and i think because of covid no one's able to plan in advance so the workload also comes very last minute oh. and everyone wants things very quickly and the scenario is like that right like nobody even planners are working like they're trying to finish things in like a month finish or like 20 days and I, i don't know how they manage to execute it so and oh i noticed God, just one crazy. thing everyone in the wedding industry has some <laughs> so i i had like um, hair falling i had alopecia last year Ooh. and then when i started speaking to a lot of people from the industry everyone has sugar or everyone has like some uh, medical condition That's which true. i was really shocked because we're dealing with that kind of stress Yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh god. 
that's crazy that's crazy i think long ago savan had asked a question saying that how how do you manage how did you manage with being creative during the lockdown yeah um being creative during the lockdown i would say is purely you know so i i, I do this 36 days of type every year that i think is a very good exercise because you're with okay. other illustrators you're practicing uh something where you use alphabets to sort of bring out your own creativity so i think joining these uh, challenges are a really good way to keep yourself motivated like the october ink one i i've never tried it yes but uh, ink yeah. type is something that i personally like doing i i don't think again like i think an illustrator would scoff at the stuff that i do but uh, for for me it's more of like uh, it just helps me like creativity i think needs to be worked on right otherwise your brain can rust after like some say if i don't work on it for two months and it's funny every time i'm i'm under pressure and i'm working on four or five weddings at once that time i like i'm able to come up with ideas every second and there are times when i'm just working on like say two weddings a month and i'm struggling to you know just like arrive at even one single idea so i think uh, creativity is just like an exercise the more you build it like stamina you you're able to do more but challenges are one of the best things i've at least personally that's worked for me true someone has asked the pm the p uh, the .pee.am how has the invitation in the uh, industry doing since the pandemic and do you think it could survive the near future also would you suggest someone wanting to start out in wedding invitations to go ahead or not i think it's doing really well uh in fact i think the last two years have been uh, my best years in the last five years or six years i've been doing this one thing is because i said right like i couldn't do these very grand beautiful looking boxes and uh very uh, uh production heavy items uh i think practicing animation and constantly evolving with technology and i think that's something we have to we don't have a choice we have to keep up with it whether it's learning dimensions or whether it's learning animate learning procreate whatever it is that's something that i think the break also helps us do when you have those breaks between the pandemic i think that's some, that's the best thing to do because reinventing is the only way to to be in any field not just weddings it i think even with uh, otherwise you you're going to be obsolete in no time we live in a very fast paced uh, environment that way so i think it's definitely like there's enough work for everyone all the time uh, around the year so weddings i think is a very recession proof industry especially things that are digital nowadays uh, it's definitely a good thing go- good industry to be a part of but uh, the, there is a lot of it's it's not all hunky dory there is a lot of pressure also and i think knowing how to manage that and balance that is something everyone has to figure out along the way because it's a people True. it's a service based industry at the end of it and anything service based people oriented you're not going to find again this is not something a school will teach you you're not going to get your ideal client every time you're going to get True. different kinds of people in fact i have people uh, like my number uh, is in a lot of random places sometimes and i get these calls incessantly sometimes and when i'm working on something i don't Uh, I end up not picking up these calls, and I suddenly see random bad feedback somewhere saying you've not answered calls and you've not this, and uh, that that's something like earlier I used to be taken aback. I'm like, who are these people? Like I don't even know them. Why are they abusing me for not answering their calls? <laughs> But, oh God! 
yeah so um, there is a lot of uh, you know there's a lot of um, unnecessary things that comes with it also that come on the way yeah but i i think the minute you put yourself out there you don't have a choice you you have to take the bad yeah. with the good so i believe uh, there were few people who had asked uh, there were two people who had asked questions which i could not follow um, uh, how much it's changed uh, from when i started it to how it is now i think that was yes. a question right kiran prancha yes so yes. i think uh, like uh, i said now the because of this whole digital influx the clients who would go for these very elaborate invitations which are very rich looking and very opulent looking are willing to spend that kind of money on digital invites which was not the case earlier because at that point it was about how big the invites are how how many like are you giving like batil dates are you giving these expensive things but now uh, i think the uh, the paying for a service process has increased because earlier people wouldn't mind spending a huge chunk of money on something that's tangible and physical and like True. physical invite but now i think that's changing to people being open to spending on a service on an idea on uh, on creativity it's increasing it's still not i would i wouldn't say that it's um where i would like it to be but it's still something that it's it's uh, shifting to in that direction and also because the weddings are also smaller in scale now people are okay to spend that kind of money on uh, like a really nice invite or uh, something that's like a gifting uh, you know uh, like an intimation invite not even an invitation like someone to just let someone know that they're getting married and give them a product so recently i made like this whole uh, uh, very casa plate heavy invite with oranges and cinnamons and wheat and everything and wow uh, i partnered with uh, barik to do that and that was just like an in, uh, like an intimation invitation just to let people know that you know we're getting married and it was they just had the zoom link but uh, because all these people are not coming and they still dear to the uh, to the clients they wanted them to have something memorable from the wedding so the spend on the invites has gone up so creon cruncher has said uh, that uh, she remembers seeing that was lovely And uh, so does Akansha. That was a beautiful package designed by you. Thank you so much. Wow, wow! And I believe that there was a person who had asked the second question. Uh, would you remember that question? How do you capture the Cap ideas? I think. Um, okay. Yeah, I think the same. Like trying to person person as a product. This is something I realized. i started doing now like even if i try to look at a person i'm like oh what would this person be as a product what would they be if, uh, you know and also like looking at an object and seeing what what else can this object be like if it's a um, i don't know like say even a water bottle what else can this water water bottle be like how do i use this in an invitation and how can i if i'm making like a swimmers invite what are the things i would put into it so i try to like you know when my mind is idle i just try to think of these combinations and then uh, like personally i would like to i would really love doing an invite for someone say like a tarot reader so i keep thinking of what different things i can do with a tarot invite and uh, that's things so like that. interesting so, yeah wow 
interesting so um does anyone else have any questions for ranjini i think a lot of people are joining here yeah being our second uh, live a lot of people are joining here yeah so ranjini uh, i have one question how many years have ago have you started your hmm. uh, pink whistle man unofficially 7 years i think officially 5 years 5 or 6 years because it it overlapped with my previous job like i said i didn't start off thinking of pink whistle man as a full time job it was it wasn't even a side hustle it was just something that i was doing to keep myself entertained because i was new to uh, interesting someone's asked what's the best way to keep myself entertained Okay. What's the Someone's most fun and most difficult part? Fun is, I think, that that exhilarating feeling when you get an idea, like cracking a math problem. I think that to me is the best part of this job. Like the day I crack that idea and the day it's finished and it's going out, the difficult part is everything between that. <laughs> like getting to that. And <laughs> the times when you have the idea and you're drawing, that execution is fun again. But uh, again i don't I, i don't know if this is the right way to do it because i get so involved in it like i can be very disoriented from where i am like i can disconnect from the people around and just space out and just keep thinking about that idea till uh, like there's that strain on my face anyone who knows me will see that strain on my face because they, they know that i'm trying to think of something like my mind is elsewhere i don't think that's the best way to do it but uh, but once it does happen and that idea clicks it's very exciting then you just want to keep going at it and finish it great so uh, i'll keep this as a last question akanksha so akanksha has asked how do you react or take the backlash when clients or people post bad reviews because of their faults and not yours so touch what the two bad reviews i've got are not from clients are from people who are potential clients who are pissed off that i didn't pick up my pick up their calls and uh, another person who asked me how much i charge and she just lashed out at me for how much i charge so she said you're a card wali why are you charging so much and your cards are just going to go to the dustbin and all of that so at that point i was very offended and um, i wanted to react but you realize at the back of the head you you're a uh, brand also right you're not just this person getting into a conflict with another person so i hold myself and hold back from responding immediately and then in a day or two i i i just forget about it but at that point it's infuriating to read something like that but uh, yeah thankfully this has been from people who are uh, not clients uh clients yeah there have been times like it's it's a very stressful environment like i think if you're doing your job sincerely and even they understand sometimes clients also react out of tension and like their own pressures and everything so um i'm like i'm learning to also understand that you know they're not reacting it's not personal sometimes it's they're reacting to their situation they're not reacting to me so True. that distinction is something i'm uh, trying to understand now and not react interesting so the, um okay this is going to be our last question a lot of people are asking question so dr ramesh gopalan has asked do you think creativity can be developed by practice definitely i think it's a skill uh, because i i really think there are times like i said right 
there are months if i don't work on things i feel like my brain is rusting but also when there's like that peak season when i'm working on 24 weddings at once it's it's very quick because it's like a muscle True. that is strengthened so and also exercises like the 36 days of that so this is one thing i learned from uh, my school in new york it they they hadn't taught me a skill like it's like they throw you in the deep end and you figure out your how to use a life jacket you figure out how to use a, a lifeboat and learn and come out of it because i was used to someone hand holding and teaching me how to do something uh but that was not the case because uh even if you watch a youtube video or something there are tutorials right like step by step how to do this how to do this but in this um like environment i realized they just give you an exercise uh, so i remember there was this one exercise that i till date i really really like that there are nine panels okay like there's one two okay. three one two three one two three and you have to come up with a story that has that whether it's uh, and there have to be three different stories but if you look at it horizontally it has to make sense if you look at it vertically it has to make sense if you look at this second vertical it has to make sense and the third vertical also has to make sense and that to me was a very very interesting um project to work on and this was just one of the smallest like it was a two day project so there were uh, there were things like this you know that we had to build on like so say i'm drawing uh, and i remember this girl's uh, ex- example which came out really well so she drawn this flower where the stem at one point looked like its hair and like the bar- barber is cutting it and from the other side it looked like the flower is extending itself to a graveyard scene and that uh, vertically was a different story so together they all made sense individually they all made sense horizontally they all made sense so those kind of exercises can really cultivate the way you think and uh, the way you look at, look at exercises and then there was another thing called a super panel uh, and this is another exercise that i think really works so everyone has like a Uh, like different things we are interested in so i realized everything that i would draw would involve emotions weddings um uh you know like breaking like the mold or something something that always is personal to me if you see an artist's work any artist's work like things that they do for themselves you'll always notice that what they like inherently right like there's one girl who always used to draw stuff from the like the grocery store and food and i know how much she used to really like packaging and food and things like that so the minute you list down things you like then from there i think to build creativity is easier than forcing yourself to do i said it's easier to work on something that you know and like rather than something you don't like like say um true someone who really likes animals and birds they automatically are able to build on that more and more for me i i would say that's not something that would come easily so i write down the things that i like and work on keep working on that and then i think extend it once it it's like that muscle sort of builds then you can work on other things more easily amazing amazing i think that's so uh... i mean the person who's asked i think that's an amazing uh, i think that's quite inspiring for me even i'm going to try that <laughs> so yes so i think um, that was our last question and i think i'm going to conclude now <laughs> yeah uh, 
So while I conclude now, and as this is going to be a part of podcast, I'm so sorry my voice is echoing a bit. If you could just, I'm so sorry I'm asking you to mute with the echo which mm-hmm. is coming. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So uh, I'm going to conclude this now. Uh, thank you so much, Ranjini. It has been an honor having you on my platform at God of Onions. Um, I think you're quite humble with the person you are, and you know with the way. uh you know we've interacted it has been so easy for me being an interviewer actually interacting with you and it's been an honor as well for me and i would also like to thank the uh, you know the audience here to actually be a part of this live i'm sure a lot of you all uh, are a fan of ranjini and uh, i'm sure you all got a lot of insights from her and uh it's been an honor and uh, thank you guys joining uh, this live from your busy schedule day and i think i can also see uh, kanupriya sh- um, saying that yes indeed she is very humble yes that's really true it's uh, really uh, yes so guys uh, please stay tuned please um, if you all would like to see more interview of artists please uh, check our page at god of onions we are also there on spotify this interview is going to be on spotify as well as our youtube channel which is called as god of onions i'm so glad to be part of your lineup hiral i'm ecstatic because you had some great artists and you yourself are a great artist and to have you know um have me here and like i'm i'm genuinely humbled by the fact that you've called me and yeah i'm, I'm so glad we could do this Uh, I think Ranjini, you're too humble as well, and you're saying this. I think you're a great artist yourself. So yes, thank you. <laughs> thank you so much, Ranjini. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you guys. Bye. Thanks everyone for joining.